A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tools. For just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Gary gets here, walks across the dead ball line, now sprints back for Manly. Up he goes, changes direction. This is rugby league, folks. Have a look at it. Links up with Cherry Evans. And still on for Manley. Away from Hess. Kicks in field. Look who's there. Tom for I'm happy with that. Chase My goodness. Hello and welcome to the SC Playbook Podcast. Proudly brought to you by Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. I'm your host, Tim Williams. Here to talk me through NRL Supercoach Round 12, just a week out from the all-important Round 13, the first major buy-round of Supercoach, which we've been planning for for a fair time now, uh, is a couple of informed Supercoaches, actually, right up there amongst the uh, top echelon at the moment. It's 2019 Supercoach champion, Desi Creek. Desi, how are you, mate? Yeah, as you said, Timmy, I'm I'm going fine personally. Supercoach-wise, going pretty well, but my mighty Seagulls aren't looking too flush hot right now. Uh, obviously, Trebojevic gone Ooh. for the season. Yep. Um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I don't want to spend too long talking about that. Supercoach-wise, um, pretty good. Just sitting outside the top 1,000. Scored 1087 this week. I brought in Kiraz a week early. Um, mm, so, nice. yeah, really good. And good that he's named again. And I also brought in IPAP, which was long overdue. But it's a big weight off the shoulders watching Eels games now. Mm, yeah, nice, mate. It's funny with, I mean, not that IPAT went poorly by any means with 72 points, but I brought in uh, Cam Munster two weeks ago with two hard games coming up. Hasn't scored very well. Hasn't concerned me one bit at all just because of the, you know, the high ownership that he's got and just what he's capable of doing. is just a breath of fresh air or a relief, I should say, having him in my side. Uh, so I know how you feel, mate, and good stuff on the ranking. Also joining us is 2019 NRL Supercoach runner-up, Walsh and Carlos. Walsh, you are on a tear, mate. How are you? Oh, back-to-back potties, Timmy. Yeah. I have to get that signing bonus put up. But, uh, no, it went all right on the weekend. Oh, sort of probably average 997. Didn't crack the 1,000, which I, I get a bit disappointed when I don't crack the 1,000. But, again, you know, start sits are killing me a little bit. I um, Even though the boys tipped me into Tui Pilotu, I went Suwali over him. So mm. that probably cost me cracking the 1,000. But I'm um, still in, I think, like, 1500 spot or thereabouts to drop 300 spots but um yeah close enough is good enough i think mate you just come on the podcast when your team's doing well and when you drop out and start going poorly you have a mystery illness or you get real busy for a month or two and then all of a sudden you shoot back up and we see you again two months later yeah that's me (laughs) uh the kuma stallions on a bit of a slide, to be honest. Uh, two of our last three weeks, not great at all. 980 points last round. Didn't think it was that bad, but uh, it turned out to be. Dropped another 400 or 500 spots to 2,300. So uh, after getting up to 800 at one point, we're on the decline. However, um, dodged a few little bullets here and there and happy with how the squad set up for 13. So managed to avoid a boost again. So four of those locked and loaded, coming into the buy period and ready to go. On today's show, we'll go through all the major... NRL Supercoach team news, we've got a surprise throwback clip, uh, which I think people are going to really enjoy later on in the show, involving uh, the two gentlemen on this podcast. Our hot topics, of course, our round 12 trades and skippers before finishing up with a few listener questions. Fellas, let's jump straight into the major team news. Uh, and the big one coming out of it, Desi, Trent Peoples dropped uh, out of the 17. He was, after a really good debut, he wasn't great, to be honest, uh, in the loss to the Raiders on the weekend. A few handling errors, a few defensive mishaps. Um, Marky Nichols is back in for the bunnies there. Ken Murray named on the extended bench. So interesting to know that Peoples dropped without Ken Murray actually in the 17 as it stands. Uh, I think you dodged him, Desi. Whilst did you jump on or did you get pe- uh, avoid Peoples? 
Yeah, I did get peoples. In hindsight, I would have liked to have got uh, Karaz. So, but um, obviously, I'll get I'll get him this week. But I'm not that unhappy with people sitting there, you know, ready for a price rise, a big price rise next time he plays, and he'll probably get a run in 17. Um, and you know, he might be useful enough on the run home. That's it, mate. It, it's not the end of the world. It's uh, you know, particularly if we look at buy round coverages. Bunnies don't play 13 anyway. They play round 17. So anything could happen between now and then. You add in round 17 where Murray will be playing Origin, Cookie, potentially Kaloa Matangi, Jai Arrow. Um, so if he comes in and plays that round 17, you know, he's still got a very low break even. Um, he'll be a handy addition there and hopefully get some decent minutes. So not the end of the world. And I think far better than if he was named on the bench and came and played 20-odd minutes. So, yeah, not too, too bad there. You mentioned that man, Jacob Kiraz. Name to start for the Bulldogs, the most traded in player this week. Desi, you saw enough before the weekend game to bring him in early. Yeah, I did. I just really liked uh, what I saw from him in his first game. And I think well said he went back and looked at his stats um, from reserve grade and they're just unbelievable. He tackled boss every game, you know, offloading, three, four offloads a game. It's an extra, you know, 15, 20 points for you. So mm. it just raises the base of your center wing a lot. So I really liked what I saw. And I think, yeah, you'd be crazy not to trade him in this week. Negative. Yeah, great, great trade in, Desi. Um, mm. I, I, I did. I actually, after you traded him in, I was like, wow, that's, you know, one out of the blue. And um, even though he looked so good in his first game, I did go back and have a bit of a, a rough look at it. And I reckon he would average in the New South Wales Cup without all the, the, all the stats. I think he was over 70. He was averaging super coach points <laughs> a game. You know, albeit he was in the side that's running third or fourth and he comes into a side that's running last and basically impotent in attack. But he's still, he's still got something, man, he, boys. Yeah, mate, he looks the goods. Uh, Desi, when, he, when Desi said he was going early on him, I thought, you know, bold, bold play. But I've learned not to question the, uh, the mad professor in his ways. So we just let Desi go along with it. And Kiraz, he sort of goes against everything that I uh, opt for and aim for in Supercoach getting outside backs from basically bottom four teams, or in this case, bottom of the table teams. But 175K, <clears throat> negative 82 break even, plays round 13. Uh, you know, it just you know, it couldn't be a more perfect buy. Um, there'll be some job security issues, but seriously, in what that Bulldogs back line has been dishing up, uh, he, looks, he looked terrific and he shouldn't be going anywhere too soon. I saw Phil Gould put out a tweet saying he was impressed with him, so uh, that'll take him a long way in that side. At the Raiders... Xavier Savage named fullback in place of the injured chance, Nickel Clockstad. Jamal Fogarty back uh, as well, which is a massive in in the halves for the Raiders, who have won three on the trot. We'll get to Xavier a little bit later because he's a sneaky one for round 13 as well. Boys, Ryan Madison named off the bench again. Um, we'll talk about him a little bit later as well, I think, but did play 65 minutes off the bench on the weekend and still punched out a big score. He's a man on a tear as well. Uh Massive one. CSC for Talakai. Um, prior to Teamless Tuesday was the sixth most traded out due to that injury he sustained on the weekend. He's been cleared of anything serious and has been named and is expected to play at this stage. Despite being named, I do think that there'll be a lot of people that do trade him out. Desi, we were pretty adamant, I think me, Walsh and the Spy on last week's podcast that he was a hold. Wasn't great again on the weekend despite the, the Sharkies getting a win up on the Gold Coast. Where do you sit with Talakai, mate? Season-long holder, or, or do you think he's a sell? Because he did get his dual second-row forward centre-wing status this week. Uh, I think you'd be crazy to sell him right now, especially if you've held him this long. Um, he was you know, up at 800K just two or three weeks ago. So for 600K, you're not getting your money's worth if you're selling him. Um, you just slide him down to centre-wing and just set him, forget him there for the rest of the season for mine. I don't care if he's not in form. He can, mm. he can sort of turn it around any time. Um, and the Sharks obviously pretty. They're still a formidable team. They're just not clicking as well on that left side the last couple of weeks. So I think, yeah, Talakai's a hold for the season for me. Mm, yeah, I'm similar to you, mate. Talakai. Even when you say not in form, he's not in super coach form, but his NRL form's been fine. He's still running for a stack of meters. Defensively, been sound. So yeah, the super coach scores haven't been there, but I think they're around the corner. Whilst did the 43 on the weekend change your tune at all? Uh, I think I think like last week I was pretty strong on the um on the hold, um but I like I like there's been a lot of people online and like on the forums that have been really 
upset with him and I'm thinking, like I can understand where they're coming from because they've picked him up after that big score. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like I'm still tending to lean towards Desi's way. Like I still feel like you get him a centre wing, he's going to pump out a big score. Like if he pumps out of 100 or 120, you know, every sort of five rounds and then the rest of it he goes 45, it's still probably going to work out all right averaging overall. Uh, overall. So that's what you've just got to remember. Like he does have that big score in him. Um, but I guess, you know, like historically this is what we've always been worried about with Talakai. He comes out, promises the world and then doesn't always deliver on it. So what, what do you reckon to me? I think he's absolutely a hold. As I said, I think his NRL form has been fine and – in the past, when he's had these flash-in-the-pan moments in NRL and Supercoach, he's backed it up with, like, poor missed tackles and just looked out of place and not looked at times basically an NRL player. And he's been dropped back to the bench or out of the team or whatever, and minutes have been impacted. The difference now is his form's been fine, in my opinion. As I said, I think he's massive out for their yardage sets. He's defensively been sound. The Sharkies are winning games. Um, I have absolutely no issue with him. And the other thing this year compared to other years is that generally speaking in past years, I know as a as a burnt owner last year when I bought him, uh, along with Ads Darussi as a bit of a pod, he was starting in the back row and then he moved back to a bench role and played limited minutes. So he's playing an 80-minute centre role at the moment that doesn't look like changing. So they're my thoughts, Wiles. Yeah, I think that's my that was my concern. Like when you were talking about it, I was a bit unsure. It's just my concern is just that like does he drop to the bench i mean it seems that it could you know people were talking about it for origin four weeks ago but in saying that if you look at the way that they did their preseason, it was all with connor tracy and ramian so i just wonder like is there a possibility they go oh you know we can get as much out of him as a as an impact player off the bench mm. um that that would be my concern but i, I yeah like i'm with you boys i'm not selling him um I'm I'm not selling him. I'm not cashing in that money. I'm just gonna like just see how he goes, and if he drops back to the bench, then I'll reconsider. Exactly right, mate. And I'm in the same boat. I don't think he will drop back to the bench, but it is viable. You know, it could happen. But uh, if that happens, we'll reconsider and look to sell them. But at the same time, they've also got Nakora, who they see as an 80 minute back row, or Wade Graham, who's a big minute back row when fully fit. Teague Wilton, like they're they're pushing between Teague Wilton and Wade Graham there in the back row, so. Then you've got Dale Finucane to come back. You've got Cam McInnes in there. They've got so many forwards, so it's just like, I mean, it's a good spot for the club to be in, isn't it? Um, Melbourne Storm, Jerome Hughes back, Harry Grant to hook up, Brandon Smith to the bench, Manly, Ruben, Garrick to fullback. Uh, more on him later, being a big round 13 target at top dollar. Jason Tamalolo, Desi, uh, out this week. Expected to return next week for round 13, but not confirmed at this stage. Mate, he is the most sold player in Supercoach as it stands. It's it's madness, isn't it? Uh, yeah, well, I don't know why you'd sell him this week if you if you can afford to wait a week there, you know. Why, but, why, why go early? I guess some people need the cash and they want to make some trades or whatnot, but, you know, we've got the three trades next week. So I think you could probably swing a few more big moves if you wait. Um, but yeah, oh. he, he could be fine. So you never know. I, I don't think I'm going to trade him. Oh God, could easily play next week and play decent minutes. People are looking at, as you said, maybe looking into cashing his price tag. But he's down to 488k now, 124 break even. The fact is, two weeks ago against the Tigers, he played 31 minutes, and that was purely um, Todd Payton going. We're playing Melbourne next week in a massive game, played in limited minutes. So that's why that happened. And then he played 27 minutes against Melbourne, then got injured. So aside from that, he's been basically four. He didn't have a score under 50 this season in Supercoach. So uh, with round 13 coverage, at very least, wait till next week and then sell him next week uh, if you still don't want to own him, which you know is a possibility. But please hold Jason Tamalolo. Kyle Felt is out for a lengthy period, six to eight weeks, I believe. Might be four to six. Hamiso Tabuai Fado starting on the wing. More on him later. But Walsh, this is this is uh, substantial because it impacts Reese Robson with Granville back on the bench. So the reason I didn't go on Robson last week, which I regretted for a little bit there because he scored really well, was that with Granville on the bench, Robson's only been a sort of 55, 60-minute player this season and don't have the numbers in front of me. I, I 
said them last week, but it was something like have one score in five games over 50 or something like that. Pretty ordinary stuff. Um, and I wanted to see what happened with Granville on the bench, which we'll see this week. Um, how does that change your opinion whilst on Robson? Do you see him as a round 13 by if he's only playing 55-60? Oh, no, not if he's only playing 55-60. The appeal is if he's playing 80 or, you know, at least 70. And I'm not sure that he would drop that much, you know. Like, um, I, I think, like, they might play him as a running back rower mm. at some stage as well because that's a possibility as well. You know, they bring on Granville or play with the two hookers. So um, I'm not sure if it rules him out completely. But it's it's a funny, like, it's just strange year because, like, the Cowboys are just that red hot at the moment. There's two blokes that I'd probably bring in. Like, based on that injury, there's two blokes I'd bring in next week, and that would be Drinkwater and Hamaso Tabuai Fado. But the reasons why you won't is because, one, they're playing Penrith, mm. and two, with the hammer, you don't know whether he's going to get picked in origin or not. It's it's like you'd pro- most people would just say, yeah, look, he just has to get fit and then he gets picked. But I'm not sure that he's 100% certainty in, like, where he's going to play because you've got Holmes and um, who's the other center? Gagai. Gagai, like they're going to be the two centers. Yep. And then, you know, like there's a lot of blokes that are putting their hand up for the wing position. Like Corey Oates is in, in career best form. You've got Tuolungi and all those. So, so like there's a lot of permutations in here. So, but like the hammer at what, 250,000 or 280,000 mm. in Supercoach on the end of that back line playing like that? My God. Yeah. Jeez, if, if he doesn't make Origin, he's coming straight in for me. It's massive, isn't it, man? And to be honest, I don't think he will play Origin. He's certainly a chance, but uh, as you said, the other bloke there is Xavier Coates. So I'll, I, my gut feel says they'll go with Oates over the hammer just because of that size and so important in the Origin arena, particularly his yardage. I know with him and uh, Xavier Coates, but again, mate, it's all these blokes, Ruben Cotter's the other one, all these, as you said, permutations. Um, with the Cowboys, they're all just such a big watch and a wait till next week. Uh, Desi said for three trades next week, it's four trades if you want to use the boost. So plenty of options there uh, and a lot of things that we do want to wait on, particularly with Jason Tamalolo now injured. Guys, uh, you may have your trade sorted this week, this week in Supercoach, but how well do you know your numbers outside of Supercoach? With interest rates going up at the moment, it might be time to finally trade banks and save yourself a bit of cash. If you don't know where to start, I would not have a clue. Shoot Pat and George Mortgage Choice a message on Instagram. That's all one word. Or give them a call on 029521-1611 and mention the special code SC Playbook. They'll take care of the rest of it uh, and give you an insight into all that because I have no idea about it all. Uh, but those blokes are legends and gun super coaches just quietly. So don't hesitate to get in contact with them, fellas. Now, boys, I've got a treat for us here. This is the backstory to this clip that I'm about to play you dates back to August 2019. I was a young whippersnapper working at the Daily Telegraph. Not long to go in my career there. Uh, Tommy Sangster, the guru, one of the great men of the Supercoach community, uh, was away on holidays and a certain young younger man had just won NRL Supercoach, claimed the, the big title, the big 50K. Uh, I was given the honours of giving him a call to announce it to him uh, the very start of it's clipped off, but this is how it went down with a young Desi Creek. No, mate, I, I am calling to confirm that you are the overall Supercoach winner, so 50k. Oh, it's so good. I'm so happy. <laughs> I was getting nervous, but yeah. So, hey, I mean, how's, yeah. how's the weekend for you? Oh, it was it was so good, mate. Um, Yeah, I had a few of the boys around, just had some beers, tried to relax, but it was hard to... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> mate, it would have been hard work relaxing. Yeah, I was I was gonna go to the Tigers game down at Leichhardt, but yeah. I decided I decided against it because I needed yeah. to sort of keep my wits about me for that last game. Yeah, need need way cheaper beers, more easily yeah. accessible. To yeah, control exactly. The nerves. Exactly, and I would have been I would have been shouting all afternoon. If yeah, I, if I was out there. And were you were you fairly confident over the weekend? Because I had a look at the sides and I saw that the top sort of three all had. Nathan Cleary would have just yeah. been one and done for whoever had him if the others didn't. But how did yeah. you feel like you were going over the weekend? Oh, yeah. Because I, I, I'm in contact with second place, so we, we've been in contact most of the season. Yeah. So I, I, sort of, um, I sort of had a feeling that he was going to bring in Whittap and captain him. 
But it, obviously, we didn't like tell each other our trades or anything like that. Yeah. It was more just like support. Um, and yeah, obviously, like the only way he was ever going to get me was if he captain Cleary. And yeah. I, I got I got news before that that he didn't. So yeah, I was pretty yeah. confident. I was pretty yeah. It's amazing, Hayes. So what does fifty grand mean to you, mate? Oh, it means everything. <laughs> it means a bit of travel, a bit of partying. A bit of saving, of course. <laughs> got, got to put some away because I'm, yeah, I'm only 24. Yeah, I'm only 24, so yeah, I, I'm I'm going to travel um, with it pretty much straight away. I will be. There you go. The uh, the call when Desi found out he'd won it all. Confirmation that I've been an illiterate country hick for some time now. Uh, Desi, mate. Uh, obviously, if you hadn't put two and two together, the runner up that Desi was in contact was. The other bloke on this podcast, Wilson Carlos, who, sorry, mate, for putting you through that because that was a bit of salt in the wound. But Desi, mate, bring back a few good memories. Yeah, it does. It does. I remember it clearly because, um, yeah, I was at work at the time and I, I got the phone call um, and I was like, this has got to be it. So I went outside. You could see, yeah, you could hear in my voice. I was a bit I was a bit panicky. I sound like <laughs> a, a bit of a goose. Um, but, yeah, it, it was a great moment. Uh, lots of emotions flooding through you at that sort of moment. Whilst and for you, mate, the uh, you know a well a world where people didn't own and skip a Nathan Cleary, and instead they were going for the, uh, the bold play of Gareth Widdop over the top. <laughs> What's that bring back for you? Yeah, it seems ridiculous now when we see what Cleary's <laughs> done since then, but. I mean, at the time, it wasn't that bad a play, but um, it was actually a, a more mainstream play than actually going Cleary. Cleary, that was his breakout game. That was when Penrith missed the eight, I'm pretty sure, and, and wow. they just put it, they just smashed him in that last game. I think they smashed Newcastle, who are notorious for turning up. But, no, nah, like, great to hear. Couldn't be a better bloke to, to lose super coach too. And we had a great season, man. Like, it brings yeah. back some good memories. We were somehow got in contact with each other like I mean halfway through the year and it was just mad like the way we were chatting with each other and then it sort of got to the end and yeah we made our little deal and yeah it all worked out in the end but yeah my older brother he um I spoke to him a week before and uh, he'll never let me live it down but he told me to Captain Cleary yeah I told Desi I was gonna take it deep just to make him sweat (laughs) out the 50k and I didn't really follow through because I think we'd have played on the Saturday. I, I could have gone pappy on the Friday night and I I could I held off there and then I went, oh, no, nah, I've got to go with it. But if I had have taken a deep into the right into the last game, could have yeah, been a different I story. I thought you were going to do it, honestly, because you saw, you knew how terrified I was of Nathan Cleary because I didn't own him the whole season. So I'd had Moses and I think Monster there. Um, but yeah, I brought him in with just, you know, five, probably five weeks left. So that's, that's kind of like was my reasoning. Everyone else had him in the top 10 and he could go 150. I knew it. I knew deep down that he could just watching him. Cause when you, when you don't have a player like that in your team, you watch everything they do that entire season, you're death riding him and clearly just terrified me and he still does. And I'll probably captain it. I'll continue captaining him. This year, because <laughs> he's still so bloody scary. And from like for any context for anyone who either didn't play Supercoach back then or has a short memory, it was before like one fifties were a thing in Supercoach, and they'd be real rare occurrences where they can happen every weekend now. Like I would have happened a couple of times a season, Max. Whilst did Clues, didn't he score four tries or something in that game? He scored four tries, and um, <laughs> you, you know what? I just I just kept thinking third might have Cleary as captain. Yeah. Like that's all <laughs> I kept thinking. You know, I was thinking I'm going to get dotted out of I don't know what was it five grand or something. Like you still get a thousand for the top ten or something. But I'm thinking, wow! I went into this thinking I was going to win it. But that that's how it is for you. Like the last three or four weeks was dead set one of the most stressful of my life. And it sounds really weird because you enjoy playing the game, but um. It's it, you don't have any control over it as such. You know, it's it's very much you know like a, you know a gambling or a punting or fantasy type of thing. It's just you're in the lap of you know what's going to happen out there. But um, yeah, like I said, it played out really well. Listen to that call is just so funny. Like knowing Desi now and just um, what he <laughs> must have been going through there. I can hear the shaky voice and like you know you just yeah. would have been you just would have been so excited. But you know, I, I honestly I was just stoked with it. Like. In 2019 was a great run for both of us, and and um, you know like I, I enjoy getting on and reminiscing about it. 
back when Supercoach was easy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's come it's come a lot harder since then. But uh, that's that's why I always say to you boys this year, I'm like I, I always go out every year to try and win it. Like you know, so I'm, I just said to um, the spy Desi and you, Timmy, I think in our chat, just like, do you think we're close enough to win it still? You know, seven hundred odd points off and bloody um, yeah, yeah. Seven months later, the uh, SC playbook was created, and I'd landed two of the great Supercoach minds. Uh, and here we are, two and a half years later. So, how good, boys! Uh, if you want to listen to that full full episode, uh, when just after we we launched SC playbook and the podcast, COVID hit, so we sort of had to do a few different ideas, get a few interviews on board. But I reckon it was maybe episode ten or eleven. Uh, it's called the Champion Special. If you go back through Spotify or iTunes or we ever listen to it, uh, and I think we do a two parter and we go back through these boys seasons and we talk about their story and how they came in contact with each other it's a ripping story so if you want to have a listen to that jump back into that i think it's about episode 10 but uh, it does have it in the title and it's not that hard to find i was just too lazy to dig it up um fellas good stuff let's move on to the hot topics for the week i did have down karaz versus peoples if you could only have one we can put a line through that because peoples is gone and karaz uh, will comfortably the, be the top owned player this week Desi, Selwyn Cobbo, um, one of the more purchased players this week's a real interesting proposition because 574K, negative 17, three-round average of 98. I'm on the fence with him, mate, because no round 13 coverage, no Adam Reynolds again, although he just scored 131 without Adam Reynolds, so that's probably not a huge drama. Um, prior to his big scores, he had scores of 26, 82, 44, 49, 22, 22, 20, 43. Pretty ordinary stuff. So one score over 49 there. Is he a bloke you're keen on at that price or are you happy to wait till, you know, at least after round 13? Yeah, him and Ryan Madison, are, I've kind of got them in the same boat here. Like, I think it's a big pod play to bring both of those guys in. Um, if you're a non-owner this week, even this close to the buy. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they could both still get Origin call-ups yet. Mm. Uh, but they're obviously the two most informed players in the comp. But yeah, Cobo to me, he just looks like an absolute tackle-busting, line-breaking machine. So I think he could just keep it up, continue going on a tear, and probably potentially be a, a you know a keeper in the center wing till the end of the year. Billy Slater, Origin Queensland Origin coach, uh, said during the week that age was only a number or something along those lines. Um, so you know, you know, when you hear that, you think of Selwyn Cobbo, you think of Jeremiah Nano, all these blokes. So you know, I mean, um, Cobbo not playing round thirteen anyway. Nano is, but food for thought. Whilst Cobbo uh, on your radar, or are you happy to avoid for the time being? He hasn't been on my radar, Timmy, just because um, he's quite expensive now. And, um, yeah, I, I, like, but looking at his draw, he's got a favourable draw the next two weeks and then I think he hits Melbourne and, and the Cowboys, which you'd imagine would put a bit of a dent in his scoring, particularly if Melbourne have bounced back. But, um, no, nah, I, think, I think I've missed the boat on him and um, I'm just going to sort of – Love watching him play, you know, like, but he's just going to be a lad that I that I watch play and cross my fingers he doesn't go sort of 100 plus. Yeah, I'm the same boat, mate. I'll, uh, ship has sailed for me. If it was round 13, coverage had to change things a little bit, but going hard at those buyers. So I do think he's going to have 20s and 30s in him again down the track, particularly with those tougher games. But, you know, it's going to be a tough watch for non owners because we've seen what he can do uh, as recently as last week. Uh, that other fella that you mentioned, Desi, goes by the name of Ryan Madison, 711K, named on the bench again for Parramatta. Um, as you said, he's a similar one. So there's no round 13 coverage for Parramatta. Um, he's top dollar, break even 41. So he'll make a bit more cash this week likely, but you know, not nothing groundbreaking. Origin, definite chance for origin selection, which could impact his round 17 coverage. Mate, he's playing awesome, but you know maybe minutes off the bench an issue. Four forward bench for Parramatta. Um, are you happy to go on him, or are you waiting? I'm happy to go on him. I think I've seen enough from Maddo. I mean, I think Wilson even knew he was on the bench last week and still brought him in. Wasn't too worried. He, if not, plays better off the bench. You know, he comes on and he just frees the arms, starts offloading. Six efficient offloads is just yeah you know, it's something else. It's cool. something else. So. Um, 
yeah, I think Maddo, if he continues playing the way he is, then he's an absolute must-have. Walls? Yeah, well, I got him last week, yeah. so I'm um, very happy with it. And even though I, I, I sold Panasini and, um, yeah, <laughs> probably lost six points on the trade, I guess, because Panasini went off and, and that, but, uh, yeah, I'm just happy to, like I said last week, I'm happy to have Maddo in my side for the rest of the year. Yeah, which is fair, mate. And, and I think last week, hindsight's a great thing, but, yeah, it turned out to be a terrific. By this week, with a break even of 41, uh, I said not too indifferent there, but uh, – and the buy next week, then potential – I'm just happy. I've waited this long. I may as well wait till round 14 and get an extra buy number. Uh, anyone going this week, don't begrudge at all. The man's on a tear, but uh, not for me this week. Jeremiah Nanai, I was about to say Bulldogs legendary winger Hecker Nanai there, but we'll stick with Jeremiah for the time being. 496K, break even 13. Uh, the man knows how to score a try, particularly in the air. Boys, back-to-back scores of 91 and 63. Uh, very popular this week. Possible origin berth, but I think it seems unlikely. There's a lot of forward depth this year uh, for the Maroons. Where do you sit in Desi? Any interest or not? Because we do know that he can be pretty hit or miss, which we've seen already this year a lot. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, and, yeah, I think you have to give Nano a miss. Uh, you're probably not going to hold him for the run home. You know, he's only available in second <laughs> row, and you kind of want to stack up your second row um, past in between these two buy rounds, I think, mm. um, bring in a few keepers, and he's just not there for me, as well as the Cowboys are playing. Definitely a top top three team right now, top two team even. Um, and he's yeah, he's still only averaging fifty five, so I just don't see that changing. Mm, mate, I'm with you. He scored ten tries this year, averaging fifty five. In games that he hasn't scored, scores of fifty nine, thirty, thirty seven. And 56, so not great. Uh, it does alert the fact that the, the kid is a freak. Like, he's a genuine talent. And sometimes you just back these talents and go, you know what, he's that good. He can keep on scoring. Whilst too many low scores in him for me, and I'm with Desi, I don't think he's a keeper. What do you reckon? Yeah, well, I love him as, a, as an NRL player, Timmy. And, um, you know, I had massive raps on him at the start of the year and and um, couldn't be happy with the way he's playing. The, the thing that he offers you is... He's a real, um, you know, we talk about point of difference players or pods in, in Supercoach, but he's a real NRL pod. Like there's no one in the game that can do what he does yeah. in his yeah. position and that's what makes him, you know, potentially great and close to great even being this young is because of what he can do in the air. Does it translate to Supercoach points? Not necessarily because you don't get a line break and all that sort of stuff that you get with someone who punches through the line. Yeah, he got one on the weekend um, and he does have that in his game and he's quite capable. He's actually got a pretty decent kicking game himself, short kicking game, which you haven't seen yet as well. He has layers to his game. He, he, he's a special player, but for me, he's not a he's not a bring in for Supercoach. He was in my side. I traded him out when he was... Um, up and about, and um, I'm happy to sit and watch him for the rest of the year. Yeah, base of 35, which for an 80-minute back row is pretty ordinary, uh, and I'm with you, mate. I, I don't actually have that much interest in him at all, particularly with that Penrith matchup this week. Nat Butcher is one that I jumped on last week, went cold on Trent Peoples, thank God, uh, and went on Butcher, who Desi, really good start, 69 points, in 80 minutes on the edge against the Panthers with 67 in base. Mate, he's been named on the edge again this week with Taukiaho at lock and Tupanua to return from concussion off the bench. Uh, I get My gut feel says that he'll play lock come game day, Tupanua to the edge, which might mean that he plays, you know, sort of a 60-minute role, um, which is not the end of the world. Is he coming into your team or not? Yeah, I've had a, I've had a good look at um, Butcher. I think he is going to come in. Um, I don't mind if he's only playing 60 minutes in the middle. I think it's still pretty good. He's a tackle bot after all. You know what you're picking him up for, and it's sort of like 55, 60 points in that buy round. And he's going to make a bit of money, and you can flip him up to someone else um, for the second buy round. So mm. I think you can you get you bank some buy round points plus you bank probably 100k odd in price rises from him. 
Mm, that's it, mate. And, you know, with players returning, and even regardless, I don't think he was a keeper anyway. So, you know, he doesn't have South to play in this 80 minutes every week as such. And as you said, 18 break even. So uh, the 69 from last week, very handy for a bit of cash generation on top of that buy number. Walsh, is he coming in for you? Um, no, I don't think he is, actually. Um, he's one that I've been sort of mulling over a fair bit. When you brought him up, I actually thought, yeah, that's that's good, and I had a look, but I didn't have the money to change it from Peoples to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't that upset about it because I'm not I'm not overly wrapped in him as an NRL player or a super coach player. There's a lot of depth on that bench. I actually like his brother as, as an NRL player a bit better, Egan Butcher, and he's on the extended bench. But he seems to have a fairly secure spot there. Um, when we go into what our trades are over the next couple of weeks, you'll probably see why he's probably not coming into my side. But if I was going to bring him in, it's probably between him and Olakuatu. So um, I think I'd prefer Olakuatu because he's more of a chance of being a keeper. Yeah. And, mate, I agree with that 100%. If that's how your trades go, and I said we'll get to it later. But uh, so I don't think Butcher is a keeper. He's got good job security because Connor Watson's playing hooker um, off the bench for Drew Hutchinson, who's starting, and then Victor Radley's out. So because of Verrill's out, Radley out, it is does mean good minutes for him. But, you know, even he's played big minutes in the past. You know, he played 80 minutes in round nine for 49 minutes, 58 minutes in round 10 for 48 points. Um, the scores aren't necessarily going to be massive. So he's far from a sure thing this week. Ruben Garrick, boys, tunned up on the weekend uh, with a bit of assistance from the great Tommy Turbo. Uh, God rest his supercoach soul. Garrick now 651k, 99 break even. Melbourne this week, uh, Tommy Turbo not in that team. Desi, how does this – Tommy being out impacts him a big a lot, obviously. Is he still a bloke you want to bring in despite the high price and no Tommy Turbo with round 13 coverage or are you looking elsewhere? No, no, Garrick's a keeper. Um, you have to get him in. I went here otherwise. Um, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's got the goal kicking still. He's still going to score tries. You know, He'll probably set some tries up and he's got some good young wingers and centres there that, that can feed off him. He's, he's a good ball-playing fullback. That's what people forget. He, he knows how to play fullback, um, and I think Cherry with Cherry there still, um, Manly can still win some games. They were kind of winning some games without Tommy, so I think they can continue doing that, and I think Garrick will stay at 600k-odd for the rest of the year and prove why he's a keeper. What do you reckon, Wiles? Yeah, this is a tough one for me. I, I, I really I think this is the one that I'm having the most trouble with, Garrick, because... You know, blokes that I really respect in Supercoach like Desi and that are so high on him and he's never been a relevant player for me, even last year, and that's probably why I didn't go that good last year. Um, so I'm grappling with it. Like they've got a pretty decent draw with some hard games thrown in there. So I think they play Knights, St. George. Um, they play the Warriors. So you'd imagine there'd be some goal kicks there. He's a good goal kicker. Um yeah, I'm I'm really on the fence. Do you have him, Timmy? I don't, mate, and and I'm a bit the same as you. I'm a little on the fence. I, you know, he has two tons in the past three weeks. Um, did Tommy Turbo play against the Tigers at Four Pines, Desi? Uh yeah, he did. Okay, so he has two tons in his last three games. They were with Tommy Turbo on deck. Um, that being said, in his three games at fullback, fifty, eighty, and seventy-six, so still good scoring. Uh, but I'm a, I'm a bit with you, Wiles. I'm he's playing Melbourne this week down there. Break even ninety nine. So he's one that I'm just going to sit back and reassess this week. And again, we'll get to our sort of round twelve, thirteen trade shortly. But it'll probably be him or Joey Mardo for me. Uh, what do you reckon, Wiles? Yeah, I was just going to say I think that that's probably a pretty decent play to me, and I think I'll do the same because. Um, Melbourne, he's probably not going to burn you that much, even though Melbourne is not really Melbourne at the moment, as mm. we know. But I will say this about Manly, and this is what's giving me pause. Like, I would have dismissed it outright. Is I thought they played their best game of the season last week against Parramatta. We're pretty unlucky with some of the calls. Um, they were sort of 50-50 calls that didn't go their way. And um, there was a runner calls that, you know, um, 
Desi Hasler referred to there, which can just go against you and mm. that sort of thing. They had a couple of – like Kepi didn't have his best game. He did some mm. silly things, you know, and probably ended up costing them the game. But Manly as a whole were just playing such good footy, like blokes like Tui Pilotu and Cooler and that. Like they're emerging stars for them. So people will write them off just because Tommy Turbo's out. But I didn't think Tommy Turbo was – like he had some good touches, but he wasn't – as central to how good they were going as he normally is. So I actually still think Manly are a side that can rally and make the top eight. Kepi doing dumb things, whilst I won't have it, mate. Desi? <laughs> oh, boys, I'll just I'll put it out there now. I think Ruben Garrick will over, average over 70 at fullback for the rest of the year. Pretty solid call there, Desi boy. Um, yeah, there you go. Uh, and I'm, I'm with you, whilst that Manly aren't dead and buried yet. I, they're not going to win a premiership without without Tommy Turbo, but you saw how important Josh Schuster, without digressing from Supercoach uh, too much, you saw how important Josh Schuster is to that team in limited minutes already this season. So him to come back in, you know, they're, they're relatively full strength uh, elsewhere in that side. So uh, there's still a bit of hope and it's not all doom and gloom for outside backs and blokes like Garrick. Desi Creek says he'll average over 70 this year, which is huge. Uh, we'll reassess that after the Storm game, but yeah, a massive target nonetheless for round 13. And look, you're not going to go too far wrong. Whilst SJ, he's back in the uh, he's back in the conversation. We knew it was going to happen, even though he's served up some serious trash this year. Three hundred and sixty k. People are looking at him for buy coverage. I don't know if you can do it to yourself, could you, Jimmy? God no. Uh, honestly, like he's a shell of the player that he once was. But um, yeah, I guess you know, like he's 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 sort of. Probably there's a bit of fool's gold there, I think. Like, you know, he sort of got that try on the back of a quick play of the ball against a side that leaks a fair few points. But looking at his coming up draw, it's not too bad. They play Newcastle, then they play Manly on the bye, who'll be without a few players, mm-hmm. obviously DCE and um, the Turbos. One, one injured, one, I imagine, gets picked for New South Wales. And then they play Sharks, Penrith and Wests. Um, and then they have the the that they, they don't play in the second buy for Origin, so oh, it'd be a brave man. I don't think I'll be on him. Desi three sixty eight k neg twenty eight break even back to back scores of fifty six and ninety six. Can can we entice you into SJ? No, no. <laughs> I think uh, only Walsh could entice me into it, and he said no. So yeah, if Walsh um, is saying no to a Warriors player, do not yeah. go near them. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's only there's very few Warriors I have my eye on, Tohu and maybe Tavanga, the only two at the moment. Walsh used to call Blake Aceford as a buyer when he was playing reserve grade. Had that much raps <laughs> on these boys. Um, Tohu, Hor- Tohu, Horace. Tohu Harris uh, on the Warriors note. Look, boys, I don't think we need to say too, too much about him because we know how elite he is in Supercoach. You're now adding the fact that AFB is gone for a lengthy stint on the sidelines, potentially season there. Matt Lodge gone. Torhu last week, uh, so 600K, break even 109. um, 56 in 70 minutes last week with 54 in base. Desi, he, like, for a bloke who we know is a season-long keeper, he's going to be nearly target number one next week, isn't he? Yeah, I'm almost considering just getting him this week because um, I think he'll get 70, 80 points, um, which is pretty good. And he's only probably going to drop 50, 40, 50K before he stead- starts heading back up in price. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's between kind of him and Butcher for me as that second row trade-in this week. Um, uh, but, yeah, it's no, a tough no, one. No injury, re-aggravation or any of that um, putting you off, mate? You'd happy to go early? Yeah, he, he looks yeah. good to me. I mean, he was, he was up there getting the ball on the advantage line, passing it. Um, he, he didn't look injured at all to me. I think he's had a long stint off and the match fitness looks there to me. So, mm. And it's one of them um, ones where we spoke about how speculative so many buyers are for next week um, with your Nanais and your Cotters and your Robsons and your all sorts of like origin hopefuls and that sort of thing. You know, Torhu's a bloke, you know, that barring injury, you're probably going to be getting him in. So... Uh, whilst any temptation to go early or just give it that week? I think that's the only question. I'm a bit like Desi. I'm considering him mm. this week. Like basically what I've done is I've identified three players that I definitely want to bring in, um, three and a half sort of thing, like three, maybe four. 
Um, Tavanga is that, that one where I'm pretty sure on him. So I've identified four players I want to bring in over the next two weeks. It's just when do I bring them in? Do I, do I bring two of them will come in this week and then three of them will come in next week. So I'm going to use my full allocation of trades. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the quandary for me. Does Tohu come in this week or next week? Take, it might be this week because I want more points to me. I just want more yeah. points. And I think like Desi said, I, 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 like if I had to, you know, he spoke about Garrick um, averaging 70. I, I, I'd, I'd go out on a limb and say Tohu will score 65 plus in every game for the rest of the year. That's how, that's how confident yeah. I am. If he's yeah. on 80 minutes, yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. Talk to us about that other bloke whilst Jazz Tavanga because we mentioned someone before who they're just perennial, I think it was Talakai, perennial letdowns in Supercoach. Mate, like Jazz Tavanga every single season, whenever he becomes a relevant buy and people flock to him, I don't think I've ever seen him deliver uh, on the investment. Like, you know, maybe someone's jagged something at some point, but every time people seem to get him in, something goes wrong with Jazz. In his defence, it's normally probably an injury or suspension, but something always goes wrong. And he's a lot. He, he's a lightweight forward. You know, I think that's that. A lot of the times, what's gone wrong for him is the coaches giving him that chance, and then yeah, like yes, admittedly he has had some discipline issues and suspension and that. But sometimes they'll just have a bigger forward come back and go, oh, "I'm not going to carry this lightweight forward mm. in my team." I think the way that the Warriors are going this year and their list management and stuff like that, they're more likely to carry him for the rest of the year. It's like it's looking more and more likely that him and Tohu will play massive minutes for the rest of the mm. year just because, you know, Lodge is gone, um, AFB's looks like a reasonably serious injury. So, um, that you know, that, that's what they've got to do. So I, I think that's marginally like just a little bit unfair on, on Jazz because he's had like selection issues that, that he doesn't have control over. But if he can get um, the run of the game where he plays, you know, 55 to 60 minutes plus, um, then I think he can pump out, you know, 60-plus scores. Oh, mate, with the minutes there, we, we know he can. Like, he's a super coach weapon. He's got such, as you, you say, a super coach conducive game. Um, so if the minutes are there, you're happy days. And as I said, the injuries to AFB, and the fact that Matty Lodge has left the club, there's so many minutes there, even with Josh Curran coming back. He's been named a prop this week, which is crazy because he's not a big boy, but um, built like a brick shit house. But, you know, he looks a lot smaller than a lot of boys out there. Last one on the list, Desi, Xavier Savage, named to start at fullback this week, 214K break, even 17. Um, we know what he's capable of. You know, three weeks ago, you just laugh and say, don't give me any backline player for the Raiders slash any player. They have one three on the trot now, mate. Um, he's very, very cheap. Uh, only available at fullback, but also, you know, there's not that many fullbacks going around at the moment. A um, lot of issues out there. Any interest in him? You know, I don't think you'd go early this week, but for next week? I mean, I suppose so, yeah. Mm. I haven't really looked into it. Um, I'm, I'm kind of targeting more second rowers mm. for the for the buy round who I can hold on to, like, Jazz and Tohu, because um, I kind of already have a lot of centers already um, for this buy round. Uh, so yeah, no real, no real interest for me right now. But we'll see. Guys, topsports.com.au. If you're a man or a woman that likes a punt, head over there for a bit of a look. They have we've we've been getting up exclusive SC play, playbook markets each and every week. Coming out of a Friday, along with our our Friday punting plays. Sitting at around, I think, 200, I haven't done the numbers this week, but about 250% return on investment for the season. So big numbers there. Uh, also profitable last year too. So we're hitting the mark somewhere along the line there. Uh, go and check it out. They've also home of the best same-game multi in the business where the odds actually add up. Awesome stuff there. If you are linking up, use the promo code SC Playbook. Of course, it's 18 plus only and gamble responsibly. Desi Creek, round 12, trades and skippers. Uh and I suppose you nearly mesh them into one, mate. Um, who, who are the ones that you're targeting over the next 12 and 13? Because I've got a bit of a list of my own and, and a pretty decent plan set out. What are you thinking? Um, so, yeah, at the moment I'm going to Alungi because uh, he's on the bench, going to start leaking money. So I'm going him to Butcher and then Turbo to Joey Manu as a second trade. Yep. Um, I just think he's, he's the trade in this week and then leave Garrick um, for next week. Uh, captain's going VC Monster and C Cleary because why take it off him? He's scoring 85s with one try assist. 
Um, he's inches away from going big. Uh, round 13, guys, I'm looking at uh, obviously Tohu, um, Tavanga, Garrick, Schuster, and Olakowatu, who I'm also on the fence about trading in. Mm. Yeah, I'm massive on Olakowatu. I know he's had a quiet couple of weeks, but I think he's averaging 63 or 64 for the season. So I do think he's a keeper there. Uh, Wallace, what are your plans, mate? Yeah, I think uh, with captains, a VC and captain, I'd probably go the same as Desi, get them out of the way early. Um, Munster probably needs a bounce-back game. He's starting to get a bit of uh, – I see he got a bit of criticism in the press, so he'll be up and about this week. Even Harry Grant might be a, an opportunity for a VC there, but it's really irrelevant because it would take a miracle for me to take the, the C off uh, Nathan Cleary. I think he's solid as. Um, and I'm certainly not interested in Nico Hines, even though he's a very, very good scorer. He's a very, very good super coach scorer. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm not a, you know, you boys know that I'm not high on the, the Roosters this year, but I'm shocked that they're $2.10 against the Sharks. That, that, that is shocking to me. I don't think the Sharks are, are playing better than them at all. Mm. I'm also shocked at the 15 and a half start that Manly are getting at Melbourne, but, um, they might know. <laughs> But I don't. So, <laughs> I don't know. Shit, Look, I, don't, I don't think we're winning that one. Put it that way. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, I might be wrong. You know, I, actually, that's the best tip I'd give you is don't follow my punning plays this year because I've been going terrible in my article. So, anyway, what was the question there, Timmy? <laughs> Your round 12 trade trade plans and skip. Oh, you said you skip. Yeah. What are your trades? So, who am I? Yeah. So, like I spoke about before, I'm, I'm trading in. Um, Four players I'm pretty well set on. Karaz, Tohu Harris, Joey Manu, Tavanga, and then the fifth one is 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 a toss-up between Ola Kawadu, TPJ, Firma, Savage, Drinkwater, Dearden. So there's a few in there. Um, but I'm going to probably – that'll be one of my fifth. But I think this week I'll, I'll definitely go Karaz and it'll either be Harris, um, Tavanga, or Joey Manu. Nice, mate. Uh, for me, Karaz coming in this week via – it'll be one of FIFA, uh, Andrew Fafita, Liam Martin, and Tamari Martin. Um, there's a few that make sense there, but, I mean, I, I, by flicking one of the back rowers – or what is it? By flicking Tago up to the back row, means I have to flick Tam Lola up to the front row as well. It's just not ideal for my duels. So it might be Tamari Martin, although with that 47 now and his rolling average, there's possibly a bit more money to be made with him. So I'm on the fence a little bit in assessing options. There'll be another trade this week, so I'm looking to stack for 13, um, but not confirmed yet. Targets for next week, it'll be pretty straightforward. Torhu, I think the hammer will have to come in, assuming he misses origin. Uh, Garrick. It'll probably then be between Garrick and Manu. I don't know which way I'm leaning, but probably towards Garrick at this stage. The Roosters run, I think, is just so brutal. Granted, next week, Manu at fullback, all right. Uh, and then I've been waiting for a while at Hooker to go Randall to either Cotter, Robson, or Appy. If Cotter misses Origin, it'll be him. Uh, and I just want to see Robson's minutes with, with Granville there. Appy's a bit of a smoky, but probably not. Uh, also keeping a big eye on Scotty Drinkwater and... Jazz Pavanga to Wallace. I'm just interested in your targeted numbers for um, round 13, boys. Like, what are you looking at now that we're getting pretty close to it? Desi. Um, I'm thinking around 13, 13, 14 is the magic number, but I don't have it set in stone. I think it's just, it's more about quality over quantity. We say it every year. You need Garrick, Barnu. Probably Olakuatu, Tohu, these guys to compete in that buy round. Even if you have 17 players and don't have those couple of guys, you're probably not going to outscore people who do. Mm, yeah, I'm sitting on. If Taumalolo plays, uh, I plan on using six trades between this week and next week, which will give me 15. If he doesn't play, I'll have 14. Um, you know, barring injuries in that. What are you looking at, mate? Oh, uh, yeah, it depends on Tamalolo. Like if Tamalolo um, plays and Curran plays, I could have up to 16, um, which Ooh. is a lot. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it is a lot. That's um, a lot of well. Yeah, yeah, but if – if uh, and that, that, that counts on Vailea holding his spot as well because Jesse – Yeah, Arthur's me too, actually. Yeah, he's lingering there in the, in, in the um, extra reserves. So <laughs> – 
I mean, there's a few things that could go through there, but um, I don't know if I'll have 16. I mean, you know, like I'd be happy with 14 or 15, but now Desi's got me a bit worried when he's talking about Garrick and all the Kawatu as must-haves, so i have to have a close <laughs> no, I didn't say that about Ola. No, I bet Ola does score. He, he does score a lot better when Turbo's not there. Um, I think someone sent a stat through. He averages 10 to 15 higher without Turbo in the team, which means yeah. he's just, you know, Cherry Evans is going to hit him short a lot more rather than going out the back to Tommy. But yeah, he won't not. have Cherry. He won't have Cherry next week. That's the only thing I was – that's my reluctance. Yeah, like, but you, you kind of want Ola for the run home. If you want to buy him, I'd yeah. say you, you're going to keep him. But okay. you, you probably yeah. don't want to bring him in just for this round. Mm. Uh, which leads into our first question, fellas, from Zacho Smith. Uh, what Kuma Stallions premiership winner, Zach Smith. Considering there's some poor teams playing in round 13, what would be an okay number of players uh, that you consider for round 13, Desi? An okay number? Mm. Um, I think 12, 13 is okay, as long as they're quality. Walsh? Yeah, I think, I think it is too. Originally, that's what I was looking at. I might end up with 12 or 13, but, I mean, part of me is just like that short term, just wants to try and find that, make like make up that ground, yep. like, you know, just make that big jump in, into the top 1,000. And so that's why I'm considering going hard at the first play. Yeah. Well, I think, mate, um, you saying 16 and me 15, we're going pretty hard at it. We've planned for it quite well. That's definitely going to be the upper echelon uh, of numbers for that. So don't stress if you're not around that. No, I'm with you. I reckon Desi, 12, 13, I think is an okay number for it. Any less, you're probably a little bit concerned. Um, the term false economy has been used a little bit by uh, some of the more savvy finance-related people going around. And this question from Matthew David taps into that that uh, term quite well. What are we doing with South players? Dream run has not been as expected Walsh, you love a bit of a false economy, mate, and you reckon South players are just that. Well, that's what they've been playing in, a false economy. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, you, like people can say what they like, but you go back and break down the games. I mean, there's been send, send-offs and sin-bins and uh, all sorts of things that, that were going in their favour. They played a Canberra team that was supposedly half the team was out with the flu all week and went up to shit. So, like, I mean... South Sydney this year are a shell of what they were. Um, some of it is the game has changed and they just can't strip strip teams shorter numbers. They're still the best team at stripping stripping other teams shorter numbers and getting them on that left-hand side. They can still get you for one a game no matter who you are, but um, Cody Walker is, is not playing well um, for a multitude of reasons and... Um, yeah, I, I think they'll struggle to make the top eight. So, yeah, I, I do think they've been in a false economy to a certain degree. Yeah. How about you, boys? Oh, you're spot on, mate. Oh, God, I couldn't agree mm-hmm. anymore. Um, and and it's it's a great question because, you know, we most of us invested quite heavily in Bunny Bunny's players, such as Cody Walker's the forefront of it because of that dream run and what we expected off back of last year. But, Desi, they're not quite doing it, and, and you've really got to reassess their place in your team, uh, particularly with no round 13 coverage. I mean, I think the only... Just about the only rock-solid one in that team right now, supercoach-wise, is Campbell Graham, who, despite some pretty ordinary performances, is just basing 38. He's so solid. But, you know, unless they start showing something, they won't be that uh, load-up for round 17 team that we sort of expected, will they? Yeah, I agree. I think Campbell Graham's pretty much the only the only supercoach-relevant player there right now, other than Cookie. Cookie's still really mm. solid. Um, Cam Murray, Cam Murray. Yeah, Cam Murray. But even Cam Murray with the injuries, like a post-round 17. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, I agree. Yeah, mm. and um, Cody, Cody Walker. Walker cool. Yeah, he's he's definitely one I'm I'm tossing up whether to sell. Yeah, but um, yeah, he's kind of his his ownership isn't that high, so he's still kind of a pod. Yeah, so that's that's what's making me want to hold on to him. They do have a nice draw still. Is the only thing Tigers this week, then buy, then Titans, Dragons, Eels, and then Knights in the bye week. So it's a pretty good draw. Is the only thing. It was a tougher draw. I'd nearly just cut ties with Cody. But, yeah, for a few big decisions to be made on the bunnies and people will be wanting to see him click into gear this week. Uh, question from, let's see what we've got here, from Farmer Andrew. Whilst have, he has Ryan Pappenhausen and Cam Murray, are they holds or trades? Uh, depends how many trades and boosts he's got left. Yeah. Um, 
I went pretty heavy on trades. So if he's in a simple, similar position for me, he might they might be hogs um, because that they, they are final seventeen players in my opinion. Both of them I've written down my final seventeen, and both of them are in the side. Yeah, um, and fairly clearly in the side. So um, it really depends on whether he's got the trades to get him out and get him back in again. Yeah, I mean, if you've held Pappenhausen this long, I think he's due back round 14, confirm that one. But if you've held this long, probably just hold him. And Cam Murray named this week, you know, probably plays round 14 as well. So, you know, maybe they are holds if you've had him this long. Uh, Desi, JC, Charles. Hey, guys, I have Stags, May, Cooler, Valia, Penasini, Tass, Garrick, and Suali. Whew, a lot of uh, buy relevant players there. <laughs> I'll go through them again, but who would you dump to get Karaz in? I'll go through them again. Uh, Stags, May, Kula, Valia, Penasini, Tass, Garrick, Suali. That's got to be Tass, right? He's the only one who's not playing. Yeah. Um, and he, yeah, it's unlikely Tass. Oh, he might come back um, for that second buy round, actually. Mm. But yeah, I think it's got to be Tass. Whilst. Question from the great man, NRL Supercoach Sponge. Can I get some Connor Tracy love? 505K, averaging 62 points. That's including a 47-minute game when he got injured. Uh, 81 on the weekend. He had 82 weeks back. Is he a sneaky one, mate, or or do we think probably job security is a bit of an issue? Is this a stitch up, this question? Because if there's one bloke that Connor Tracy won't get love from, it's me, and Desi knows that quite well. Do you not like him at all as a player? <laughs> Oh mate, in 2019, I brought him in as a pod player, oh. and he scored. He scored three or six or something. He came off the bench, and I was I was talking him up massively. Strong <laughs> Tracy, my favorite all, NRL player. No, all of this his wasn't stats, a job. <laughs> oh, no, all of his stats were like pointed to from reserve grad that he was going to come out and kill it. That's and funny, I think the hey? game, yeah, the game before, it was the second game he played. The game before, he got something like a 60 or a 70 and absolutely killed it. I said about 15 apples from memory. <clears throat> yeah, and, and and he came out in this game, it might have been, and, and he, he, he dead set, like, got a single figure. Did and, I tell you and, not to bring him in, Walsh? Yes, and Desi was the whole time was saying, mate, don't bring him in. And I went, no, no, I'm on to it. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so... I mean, I'm too burnt to give him any love, but I, I, he, he's been playing okay and they've been going to him a lot. So, yeah, good luck. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Just the beat up on Walsh episode, this one. Well, the spy's not on here, so we need someone to take, take the spot. Desi, two questions more. Samuel Shembury, hey, fellas, was wondering your thoughts on a potential Teddy sell this week. It would be for either Marnie or Garrick for buy coverage. Teddy's games after the buy are the Storm, obviously plays the Sharks this week, and then... Buy, Storm, Eels, Panthers, then the round 17 buy, um, plus any potential, I suppose, origin rest. Uh, Des, any any love for that? Um, yeah, I, I kind of had a look at this question before starting the podcast. It, it's, yeah, I, I really don't know how to answer it because Tedesco's probably a keeper fullback now. Him and Pappenhausen, you can just set and forget there without Turbo. So, um, yeah, it, even with that bad draw, I think he can still score pretty well against some of the top teams because most of Teddy's points comes from tackle busting, just through the rock, that mm. sort of thing. And he's scoring tries again. So for me, I, I can't let go of Tedesco just yet. Walsh, lucky last question. Or do you have something on Teddy before we move on? Nah, just while uh, Desi was answering that question, I tortured myself, went back and had a look exactly what happened in that 2019 debacle, just so I could be clear with the listeners. He scored 84 in his first game, so I brought him in. He came out and scored four points <laughs> and got and got hooked after 50 minutes. He got hooked. Oh, <laughs> Who was that against oh. again? And, and never played again. Who wow. was it against? It was against... Sauce, he it? Yeah, he didn't play another game that year. He got 84 against Parramatta oh. and then decent matchup against Newcastle, came out and scored four points, made all these errors, <laughs> I think. And, um, and yeah, he, he got hooked after 53 minutes, did not play another game that year. I, I remember looking at him back in the day and, and he was he came out, he looked like he was about 75 kilos, ring and wet, and he just was busting tackles fun. And we're just sitting here going, this boat's a super coach prodigy. And then uh, I didn't remember part two of that story, but it's, I think it's, it's, I like it. 
Uh, last one to wrap it up from Deadly. Whilst do we think Toto will come good and back up to his massive numbers last year? Uh, I'll add on another part to that. Um, the move to the right wing hasn't served him well at this stage. Sorry, Tim, I just missed the name of who it was. Toto. Oh, Toto, yeah. Um, yeah, he's in my final 17. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, I, I think both Penrith wingers can be in your final 17. I might be a bit bit different there. I'm not sure. I'll be, I'll be interested to see. I know it's our last question, but I'll be interested to see what Desi thinks of that. But, yeah, I think Toho can come good again. Desi? Yep, absolutely. Final 17. Get him in as soon as he can, really. Oh, I'll be honest. I, I really considered him as a pod play last week. Uh, and there was enough enough things going against him that I was like, oh, that plus a toughish matchup, and that was like, no, I won't do it. But seriously, like all going to plan, he'll be in my team round fourteen. Post Origin, they played Newcastle Warriors Roosters. Uh, not a bad draw after that Origin, and seriously, he's going to be going to be available at about five hundred and fifty k for round uh, round fourteen. And he will, despite the move to the right edge where he hasn't scored too well, he's absolutely going to be in my team. Boys, that is a wrap for the Round 12 podcast ahead of NRL Indigenous Round. Desi, thank you, mate. Yeah, cheers, boys. Timmy, Walsh. And cheers, Walsh. Hey, thanks, Timmy. Thanks, Des. Have a good good round and, uh, yeah, I'll catch us on the chat. Thanks, guys. Cheers for tuning in. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 